please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Wow. <laughs> This is Justin Monorail, and I am joined by only one of my Monorail fam family members here in the room, and that is... Samantha Monorail. Samantha Monorail. Welcome back, Samantha. Thanks. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. It was, it was fine. Good. I'm That's exactly what I'm shooting awesome. for. <laughs> had a good Christmas. Good. Well, we're not going to do this alone. Let's bring in... Our favorite long distance monorail family member. Mm -hmm. And that is, of course, Landon, the Dawes Doan. Landon, welcome back to the monorail. Hi, everybody. Coming to you from the isolation station of love. And it really is the isolation station of love because here in Knoxville, Tennessee, we still have ice on the road. Wow. Ooh. Yikes. Uh huh. Be careful out there on the road, sir. We don't need Landon in a ditch. No. No. Mm -mm. That's nope. that's actually like a, a fourth rated version of Elf on the Shelf. It doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> besides, it's way past that season already. Maybe next year, Landon in the Ditch will catch on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but for now, you're Landon on the Monday morning monorail video chat line. And it is episode number 140 of the Monday morning monorail. This is December the 28th, 2020. This is our last episode for the month of December and the year 2020. Holy crap. How did that happen? This year was the longest, fastest year of all time. Mm -hmm. Was it? I don't know. At points it felt fast. At other points it felt like we were stuck in... That's what I'm saying. Like purgatory or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of like what March time stopped, but then somehow exponentially sped up. Yeah. Like, like it, it feels like my birthday should have been just a couple weeks ago, but no, no, no. <laughs> December's over. Christmas just happened. We're already well. We were already looking forward to 2021, you know, back in March. But now we're literally looking at 2021. Right. Yeah. I just saw a commercial for the first time today. I guess you've seen it before, Sam, because you said you thought it was really stupid. But it was. Uh, it's a Match.com commercial <laughs> where Satan is looking for a match. Oh yeah. And he meets a girl named Two O Two O. Yeah, that's such a dumb crap. I loved it. I thought it's it was hilarious, great. Hilarious, but it's so stupid. It's so. She comes running out of a bathroom with toilet yeah. paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I enjoyed that. Way to go, Match.com. We are not sponsored by Match.com, but hey, we're open to it. We're totally open to it. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. we could be. We could do a great ad read. I'm just saying. Listen to these golden pipes. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so. I got them too. Although we wouldn't be able to take advantage of that discount. I guess well, speak uh, for yourself as a sexy single podcaster <laughs> over here. I will gladly, gladly use the service of match.com. Be sure to use promo code Landon. And when you put that in, you'll get an error. Oh my gosh. Landon, you may not, because I don't know if you know this, but there are other Landons out there in the world creating content and putting them in various places like YouTube and, and in mm -hmm. podcast podcatchers. 
I actually sent a picture to our internal chat over the weekend of a man walking through Universal Studios. On the back of his shirt, it said, The Land of Landon Land, and it's a YouTube channel. And I was like, oh my gosh, Landon's going to sue this guy. Oh, okay. First of all, that's gimmick infringement because I, I don't remember what episode it was, but when, when we were coming up with our own theme parks, my theme park's yeah. name was Landon Land. So yeah. first of all, fake Landon, my lawyer will be in contact with you. Second of all, I need to find this Yahoo or Yahoo or what, however you want to pronounce it right now. Land. Yeah, look uh, it up. It's only going to make you angry. Oh, I'm furious. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I tried to chase. He was moving too fast. All I got was the back of his bald head. And he was going to say this dude is baldered and bald. (laughs) He has two thousand and a half subscribers. What the hell? Sue him. Sue him. I'm going to for all those subscribers. Um, yeah, but I just, I was like, I couldn't believe it. If Landon was seeing this, he would be furious. There'd have to be oh, a, Oh, Landon's already furious seeing it. There can only be one Landon. We all know that. This is trash. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Cause obviously, obviously it's like a Landon thing to put your name in whatever like title you're creating. Oh make, my gosh. Yeah. You're watching some videos. <laughs> cut yeah, it, cut it out. Hear it. Save it for later. We're going to a happy place now. No, we're not. We're circling back around. We're going to do our Festivus episode because I have a problem with somebody right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have come together today to do something we've never done before in the history of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast, and that is we're going to create a best of show. And let me tell you. It's a difficult thing to create a best of clip show. Landon, you warned me about this before I ever started on this endeavor. And it is difficult. Listening back to all the shows, picking out clips, pulling the clips, editing all together. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. And it's it's especially now that we're over two years into this, it was really like hopping in a time machine to go back and listen to the early episodes of this show. And, you know, some of it, of course, is cringeworthy. And I'm like, why did we do that? Or why did I say this? Other parts are really funny. And I think nowadays, you know, those early episodes, they've got maybe half at most the number of listens as our, our current episodes do. So I would imagine there are a lot of people who have joined the Monorail fam who never heard like the first 10, 20, 30, 40 episodes of the show. Right. So... I would love for you to go back and listen to them. And by the way, I noticed if you look on some podcatchers, it only has the most recent hundred. But if you go to Podbean, you can go find them all. Um, I don't know if you can do it on iTunes. Yeah, but I think so. But if you do it on, on Podbean, you actually can go back to episode one and start listening through. And you can always listen on increased speed. That's fine. We still get your download number. It's all it's all good. Um, But there's some really amazing things that I was able to pull out of those episodes. And I wanted to share because I just feel like some people may have never heard, particularly things that, you know, we were speculating on for the future. Um, You can hear a change in Sam's enthusiasm for Disney and the parks. (laughs) You can hear a change in Garrett's voice. 
I, I was actually thinking that if I could get enough of these clips mashed into one episode, you would actually hear Garrett's voice change. I know. What the heck? Which would be fun. But um, <laughs> this first one, I'll just tell you, and this is going to be, I don't, we're not going to do these back to back, but I'm going to start sprinkling in some best ofs periodically when we maybe have a week where we won't be home or something. Well, I don't know how that's going to work because you said it takes a lot more time to do the best of anyways. I've actually already listened through the first 25 and marked down like where I'm going to pull things from and just pull them together so I can do that in my, you know, whenever I have some free time. Mm -hmm. But but this episode's just going to cover episodes one through 10 Mm. of the Monday Morning Monorail. So this is truly an origin story for the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. We're going to start with episode one, of course, because that's the best place to start. George Lucas didn't think so. He started with four. But I think you should start with one instead of trying to go back to it. And uh, in this first episode, it's really where you're going to get an introduction of me, Sam, and the kids talking about why we're starting a Disney podcast and where our passion for the parks came from. And really, I'm going to let the clips speak for themselves. So are we ready? Ready. Ready. All right, let's do it. Here we go, episode one of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail. It is May 2018. I know that's a weird way to kind of introduce the date, but you'll see why at a later episode. And this is episode, officially, episode number one of our brand new podcast. I am your host, Justin Krutzinger, and sitting directly to my right is your other host, Samantha Krutzinger. Welcome to the monorail, Samantha. Well, hello. You might also know her as, also starring as my wife. I am the husband. And I'm also the mom of this family. The mom of the family, and let's bring in the rest of the family. Ladies first, on my left, it's McKenna. Hey. Hey, McKenna. What's up? Welcome aboard the monorail. Oh, wow, it's a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) And directly across from me is her little brother, Garrett. Hello. Hello, Garrett. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. We collectively are the Monday Morning Monorail hosts. You will see as the show goes on, it's not going to be all of us all the time. It will probably usually be just me and Samantha. Uh, But the kids will join when they can. They have things that they think are called lives, quote unquote. (laughs) So, So sometimes they might not be able to be with us. Actually, I call it Fortnite. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I call it work. Yeah, well, you know, work's overrated, but you'll find that out as you continue to grow up. It's all about the podcast, and it's all about Disney, by the way, because this show is going to be all about Walt Disney World. So can I share um, the story that changed my whole perception of why everyone thinks Disney is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I never had been to Disney before um, as a child. And whenever I was about 26 years old, 27, McKenna was, I, I was 26 and McKenna was about six at the time. Um, and it cost a lot out of my budget to take her to Disney. Um, and it was hot, we were a little tired, but we had a really good time, um, and it was, it was fun overall, but it, it was a lot of work taking care of, you know, a younger girl by myself, um, walking around the parks, 
And there was uh, the Magic Kingdom parade that was starting. Was it the three o'clock or the nighttime parade? The three o'clock. Okay. And I don't know what that parade is exactly. You probably know the name of it. I don't know what it was at the time. Okay. Well, um, so we make our way up to the front. And it was a little bit of a battle because Disney's really crowded. And But I really wanted her to be able to see it. And we found a good place to stay, stand where we weren't really blocking anyone. But we were right there as the parade was going by. And as we were watching it, you know, she's tired, I'm tired. But we're really excited to see it. And they come through. And um, the fairy godmother from uh, Cinderella is on one of the carriages as it's coming by. And she sees me and McKenna. And she leans down to McKenna with her wand. And she waves it over McKenna's head and says, Your dreams will come true. And I busted out crying. (laughs) Because it was the most amazing thing that ever happened. And... Watching McKenna's face whenever the fairy godmother said that to her meant so much because she looked like she really was just blessed by a fairy godmother and she looked at me and I was crying and there's this man standing there and I look at him and he doesn't know who I am and he's like looks at me kind of terrified and I go, I'm so sorry. I've never been to Disney before. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that that's the thing you remember because the only thing I remember from our trip to Disney is the really scary Snow White and the Seven Dwarves ride (laughs) where I cried on it because the witch turned around. She looked really pretty in the mirror and then she was not pretty and scared (laughs) that crap out of me. Yeah. I think that's probably why that ride changed because it scared a lot of kids. So there were some scary parts in it, yeah. yeah. Like the heart. I was like, oh my goodness, what's happening? Yeah. What kind of scary dimension ride is this? It's like the one thing that sticks out the most to me and from our Disney trip. Yeah. It was terrifying. You know, I think one of the things that I remember the most from like taking Garrett, of course you all were there for this, but but Garrett's first Disney experience was when we were at the Hollywood Studios and we got to meet Buzz Lightyear and Woody. And that whole interaction was yeah. that was one of my favorite things that happened that whole trip. That was great watching yeah. them interact with Garrett. It you were do you remember that? Well, my favorite part of it was Buzz. Buzz was kind of messing with you. He's playing and then he he looked at you and he started doing the robot and he pointed at you and you started doing the robot. I've never seen you do anything like that. It was like mind blowing. I was like, "Oh my god." I'm sitting here, I'm getting teary just talking about this stuff, but I'm by the way, I'm a, I'm a sap. I'm emotional. It's okay. It we happens. Love you for that. But yeah, I mean, that's one of my favorite memories of that trip is um is watching that and I don't know if I I don't know if I made a video of that. But um, but that moment, like watching that go on, and and I just to see you open up, right? And that's one of the things that Disney does is is it's it's a totally you become you embrace the magic and you become more childlike and embrace that joy while you're there. So and to get to see kind of Garrett's re- especially because that was a day where he was particularly nervous because we made him ride the Tower of Terror twice. <laughs> that was li- little. Tiny me was not happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the second time while writing it, I liked it, but like before. Thinking about it, you were yes, very nervous. I I was not 
excited. My favorite McKenna moment from that trip was her interaction with Gaston. Oh my God. That was oh, amazing. That was great. Yeah. Didn't he get fired? Well, the reason they let that guy go was because he was so good as Gaston, people started requesting him, like specifically. Yeah, and when there was no, because there's, here's the thing, there should only be one Gaston. Mm-hmm. So you can't go say, I don't want that guy, I want the other one. They're like, what are you talking about? That's Gaston. So he was causing a problem because he was so good that they had to like re- reassign him. Yeah. yeah. It really wow. felt like actual Gaston. Yeah, he was awesome. He actually, while we were there, we saw him getting a, a push-up contest with some people. We saw him yeah. arm wrestle people. Yep. Um, and with McKenna, it was just such a fun interaction because she didn't want any part of it. She was in her like all attitude mode and was like, just sign my autograph book. And he was like, excuse me? No one tells me <laughs> what to do, all right? No one can boss me around. Yeah. Um, one of my most vivid memories from that is uh, it's not a particularly good one, but it's uh, when we were on the Winnie the Pooh ride mm-hmm. and Piglet's neck started spewing sparks. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> Didn't that ride malfunction and we had to stopped. walk off? It stopped, yeah. Yeah. We got walked off the pool. Yeah, but they gave us tickets. Yeah, we got fast, fast passes. passes. Yeah. So that was really cool. I didn't see the sparks. I didn't realize I saw it. the sparks. <laughs> I saw the sparks. <laughs> well, that would be a reason why they needed to walk us off the ride if Piglet's like shooting I was upset sparks at people. About that, the Winnie the Pooh ride is one of my favorites. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, we did it again, didn't we? Yeah, we I did, think and so. it, was, yeah. it was pretty great. Let's talk about favorite characters. So think about this one. Looks like McKenna has one. Who's your favorite Disney character? I really love. Remy the Rat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He was just, he had so much hope. He really wanted to be a chef, and mm-hmm. he went out there, and, and he, he did got it. it. And he's a rat. <laughs> he's a little entrepreneur. Now McKenna's getting I'm emotional so, about so this one. Oh, oh my God. Remy the rat, let me tell you. <laughs> emotional he teenager. Like, he's so strong. He's a leader of my generation. Oh, no. and <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Remy the rat. Okay. A- amen. All right. All right. Garrett. Donald. Donald's your favorite? He's awesome. Okay. McKenna is a pretty good artist herself. She drew you a pretty cool Donald picture. I know you've mm-hmm. got that hanging in your room. Out of all the Disney characters, you yeah. want me to pick I want you to one. pick a favorite. Yeah. I mean, I'm like hands down in love with Belle. I think she's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and What if I made you pick a Fab Five favorite? Fab Five? Yeah. Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy. Goofy. Pluto. Pluto. Oh, I see. So, it would, it would probably be... Did you say Goofy? Yeah. McKenna picked Goofy. Yeah, Goofy's awesome. Garrett picked Donald. I'd probably go with Goofy. My favorite's always been Pluto. I love that dog. He's man's best friend. Mickey. No, Mickey's I love Pluto. Cool. Okay, I Mickey's don't understand great. how Goofy's a dog and Pluto's a dog. It's that weird. is a conversation for another day. All right. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Any other favorites we want to talk about or any other stories we want to we share? We talk more about Ratatouille. No, we're not going to. That's enough Ratatouille for you You know, today. Ratatouille is a poor man's dish. Just like, in, it's really, <laughs> so, it's just so good. There's so many layers. How about I make that for dinner tomorrow? I don't like Ratatouille. <laughs> I know. Wait, what? I don't like the food. It's just like an ogre. Poor it has man's layers. Dish. Okay. That's not a Disney movie. Keep that out of my podcast. Okay, DreamWorks <laughs> out of here. But... I just, everyone should appreciate how the critic, he grew up eating ratatouille, Mm -hmm. and 
It was just like his mother made because he grew up poor and then he came to wealth, but he was, he was, has grown bitter from money. It's just so good. It's so good. I love Ratatouille. So good. Thank you, McKenna. I love Ratatouille. So how do you feel about Ratatouille? I love Love? Ratatouille. Did you say you love? I love the dish. Love Ratatouille the movie. And I'm going to cook it for you tomorrow. Never. It has too many tomatoes in it. (laughs) Tomatoes. It does. She's anti-tomato. This podcast is not sponsored by tomatoes. Well, there you go. Episode one of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Not sponsored by tomatoes. We didn't have Landon yet. Well, no, because we did two separate introduction episodes. Number two is where we introduce Landon. Oh. Yeah. Because you know, I've never actually listened to this podcast. I think McKenna might like Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never heard this podcast before, one thing you should take away, McKenna... She likes Ratatouille a little bit. The funny thing about that, so we've been having a chat with our Parks and Monorails group over the last few days because we all have watched Soul now, and it sparked this conversation about best Pixar movies. We were able to uncover this quiz that you rank the Pixar movies against each other, and then it gives you your ranking. Jen's rating of Ratatouille was astonishing. It's like at the bottom of her list. McKenna's going to be so upset. Wow. Yeah, I don't Definitely know. Definitely no more virtual hugs for Jen. I know. Well, if she if she was trying to work her way to a hug, I think this is going to be a step backwards. <laughs> a couple things I wanted to note from that episode. First, Garrett's voice. Holy I mean, crap. for real, like just. I just whenever I hear him talking and then um, hear him laugh while he's talking, it, I remember his face when he would do that, and he had just started getting like all of his, you know, grown teeth mm-hmm. and they were all crooked <laughs> and it, they would stick out when he like, oh, I missed little Garrett. Are you going to cry? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but then right off the bat, Fortnite. Gamer mm-hmm. Gamer Garrett from episode one. Oh, yep. he would say that's cringy now. <laughs> but we have it on on audio. He, he was definitely there at one point. Yeah. Doing his Fortnite dances. We remember, buddy. We yeah. remember. We got to tell him he's cringy. Um, another takeaway i had was mckenna mentioned how scary the snow white ride was in the magic kingdom yeah i forgot how much of an impact that made on her and you know when landon and i eventually did the m34d about it we talk about how shocking it was that they made a ride that was so scary for Mm -hmm. walt disney world but even after they got rid of snow white scary adventure in disney world it remained in disneyland until Last week. Are you serious? They took it down? It's now Snow White's Enchanted Adventure or something. They've changed the name and they took out the scary parts. Oh. So no longer Nightmare Fuel. Yeah. Hmm. Isn't that weird? That is weird. I kind of looked forward to reliving that scary adventure, but... I would have liked to have ride it, wrote it yeah. again. Um, Garrett's robot story. Like, he meeting Buzz and Woody and then just... Listening to myself talk about it made me tear up listening to it. It's one of those things. There are very few moments in Garrett's life where we see him really come out of his shell, especially in public. Yeah. And so I think that's why it gets to me. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. And by the way, if you want to see Kenna and Gaston's interaction, we do have that on our YouTube channel. It's actually our most watched video. Hmm. I think it has something like 2,000 views. That was a really good Gaston. He was awesome. Yeah. You were upset about your pick of Goofy as your favorite Fab Five. 
Yeah, I think um, just because I was so new to caring. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, still somewhat of a foreign concept for you. We, we understand. Yeah, <laughs> it's still, yeah, you're right. Um, but I, I wouldn't pick Goofy now. I think I just said it because I was like, who am I going to say? Like, if I'm talking Disney characters, you know, it's, it's definitely Belle or Moana's right up there with Belle now. But, um, we, but we were talking Fab Five, though. But then if you say Fab Five, I'm probably going to go classic and go Mickey. Well, Goofy's a classic. No, no. <laughs> Mickey is the guy who okay. started it all. Yeah, it was all started by um, us. I think it would be him and then I'd go Minnie. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow, so your original pick isn't even in your top three? Or, or maybe it just cracks your top three? Yeah, I mean, I think he might be... It might be Pluto next, and then Goofy, and then... Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, I, th- I like Donald, but he's so grumpy, and I used to be really grumpy, too, but I used grew to. out of that. <laughs> well, I'm not grumpy anymore. Okay. I'm the happiest person around. <laughs> yes, clearly. <laughs> just Wait. say yes, and we'll move on. All right. Well, why don't we jump into episode two? So this is now where we introduce Landon to our <gasps> Morning Monorail listeners. And a couple things. First of all, we're going to get into some of Landon's favorites and his origin story. And I am going to give a warning. Landon tells a his story of his favorite oh, Disney trip ever during this clip. So you might get your tissues ready because this is... It's a uh, it's it's a tearjerker. I'll just tell you. Oh, Thanks for the heads up, buddy. Yeah. So let's get into it. <laughs> and my co-pilot on today's episode, if you will allow me to be so bold, is someone who I believe needs no introduction. But I'm going to introduce him anyway. I would call him a past and future king of radio, but he is currently a king of podcasting. You can hear him on shows such as Nearfall Radio, Got Talk, Game of Thrones Talk, and he is a co-host on Nerd News Cafe. This is my lifelong friend, Landon Doan. Oh, hi, boys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hi, boys and girls. My name is Landon Doan. <laughs> Glad nice. to be aboard, Jay. Glad to be aboard the Monday morning monorail. Very spacious. I got to give it to you. When you told me you were getting a monorail, I was thinking it was going to be like a four-seater tops. Uh-uh. Oh, no, we go all out here on the Monday morning monorail. Plenty of leg room. That's for sure. <laughs> I was I was going to comment on the leg room as I, as I prop my feet up on the seat in front of me, which I know I'm not supposed to, but I am a special guest on the Monday <laughs> On the Monday morning monorail. So, you know, it's a bit of a I, tongue twister. It is. And if you think Monday morning monorail is a tongue twister, just wait until my ne- uh, segment next episode. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so we're teasing it. But uh, one of the reasons that we're introducing Landon to the show is he is going to be my co-host on a special segment that we do every show, which we are calling the Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes. And or if you want to call it something, you know, a little more catchy, M34D, it's kind of catchy. Yeah. We're into the alliteration and the acronyms around here, so get used to it. Ladies love alliteration. That's just a fact. <laughs> Landon, let's get into it. The first thing I want to ask you is, what do you love about Disney so much? It's weird. When I was younger, obviously I liked Disney because you know Mickey and Goofy and Donald and Minnie—they're all your favorite characters. And and there's the wonderment that is Disney and Disney World itself. And it's like, of course, I liked that growing up. I liked all the animated movies. You and I grew up in an animation renaissance for Disney, so that that also helped uh, build my love for Disney. And then you know I hit those teenage years, those cynical.
technical phase where where you know stuff like that isn't cool anymore. It's not edgy. What? It's just a it's a talking mouse, and 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 he wears pants and a shirt. What's up with that? But. At some point, at once I once I became an adult, I started to think back on just the wonderment of Disney and and the magic of Disney. And I know that's going to sound cliche, and it, and it sounds like I'm you know have talking points from the Disney Corporation when I say that, <laughs> but it is true. There is something magical about Disney, and it's like I've been fortunate to go back to uh, the park twice as an adult. And as awesome as it is as a child, Disney as an adult might be even better because I don't know. There's just something about it. You still have that uh, that wonderment uh, that you had as a child, but you've also you know gone out into the world and you've seen, unfortunately, the real world and the way it is. And then you come back to these magical confines where it's just like everything's going to be okay. Like. Disney has you. And it's like, I know there are some cynical people out there saying, oh, yeah, Disney has you and all your favorite properties and stuff like that. But it's like, I'm not focusing on that. It's like, there's just something about Disney. Again, I go back to the magic. It draws you in. It's it it, it hits you in the feels and and it's the good type of feels. And it, especially in an era where it seems like everything is all doom and gloom and everybody has to you know have a hot take on everything. It's like, Disney's just there for you, man. You're right. You're right. You you hit on a bunch of really good points there. I, I think that when you're a kid and you go to Disney, it's it's all wonder and it's almost overwhelming um, mm-hmm. to, to try to take it in. And and you're still fully in on the magic at that point. I mean, everything about it is just you're you're in this fairy bubble that's outside of reality. And all your little dreams are coming true. You're meeting all your favorite characters, and you're in this yep. the happiest place on earth. You're gonna go have a chorizo, or no, excuse me, a, a churro stick. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure they got chorizo in Epcot now, but but you know, I was trying to go for for that churro, which yeah. everybody loves at Disney. You got to get like a, a seven foot long churro. Yeah, and they have special ro- rose gold churros now. I don't know if you knew that, but that does exist. Do what now? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, but anyway, then then you're right. There is kind of a phase in the middle where. I, I will admit, I didn't really go through a phase where I was not into Disney, but I did go through a phase where I thought maybe it wouldn't be quite as cool to be so open about it in front of my friends. <laughs> okay, I think I'm right there with you, because like like even though I was trying to you know be a cool teenager, which if you know me in real life, I feel horribly at, but at the same time, I wasn't outwardly talking about how awesome I thought the new Toy Story movies are, or you know, what Pixar's doing, or you know the fact that uh, Disney has expanded into four parks, and me being an animal honk, I want to go down and see animal kingdom and stuff like that i'm not openly talking about it but i think i'm right there with you yeah yeah and then and then you become an adult and life happens as an adult and you you do you experience the world and all you can think to yourself is is there no place on earth i can go to where things are just magical anymore well (laughs) well there is and it's disney for us and and so when you go back now it's memories and nostalgia but for me you know going with the kids it's seeing it through their eyes and seeing other kids experience it and get those memories as well and then also there's something pretty special about being now able to appreciate the food and the drinks yeah seriously we (laughs) i i I name dropped epcot uh having tried to drink around the world in epcot uh it's a fun endeavor but who you might pay for it towards the end that's right that's right Uh, the memory for me that really sticks out when it comes to Disney, and, I, and I've threatened that I'm going to start crying like a child. Uh, I, this time I actually might, and it's uh, 
I guess what happened in uh, my real life, in uh, the summer of 2007, me, my mom, and my brother, we went down to Disney and Universal for a week, and Tyler was, you know, that, that cynical age where he didn't think anything was cool, but we were hanging out, and, you know, doing the rides was, was you know, a lot of fun, and as the week went on, he, we were having more fun, and then unfortunately, in the fall of that year, my brother passed away in a dirt bike accident. So for me, that is the Disney moment that always sticks out for me, and it's like, yeah. it, we, we talk about the magic, and it's like, not only is it the magic that Disney itself produces and puts in this park it's the it's the magic that you make with the people you go like you talk about you like going to disney and you want to see the the light in your children and in the eyes of your children and other children around you and it's like that's part of the magic of disney and i apologize for getting emotional but that is that is that is the moment that sticks out for me yeah there's there's one of my favorite pictures in the world is me and my brother in front of the epcot you know orb it's just a picture of us i'm all smiles tyler like i said is trying to be too cool for school. You know, he's not smiling, he's mugging, but it's like, that's one of my favorite pictures because stuff like that, I mean, it's like, I'll carry that to my grave. Exactly. And it's, and it's because of Disney. Yeah. Don't, don't apologize for that, man. That you're, you're right. I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons that, that we go and that we keep going back is because we make these lifetime memories and we get to do that with the people that we love so much. So excuse me. (laughs) I know. As I dry my eyes over here. Yeah, no kidding. I can't believe Epcot Orb. Who the hell calls it an Epcot Orb? (laughs) Also, Wonderman, not sure that's a word, but God, I went in on it a couple times. Also, chorizo. Chorizo was was a good quote. Yeah. You you always got to get a Disney chorizo. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. You got to get the rose gold chorizo, too. That was popular. Yeah. Well, Lane and I, I am always um, appreciative of the way that you opened up in that story because oh, you guys are gonna make me cry i think a lot of people can connect to it you know it's one of those things that that's that's what disney's all about right mm-hmm. making memories <laughs> we're gonna have to move on i'm too sad yeah, like 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 we are all just barely holding it together right now <laughs> just- oh Sad I never got to meet him, but I know you and your brother were friends with my cousin, and I know Jay was close with you guys, and I've heard great things about him, so, yeah. yeah. He was a good guy. He was. Well, he was all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, as we move on into episode three, this is really where the podcast began in earnest, because this was our first episode formatted three-segment show. We actually started off reading some Disney news. We introduced a phrase that never took off. (laughs) I'm so disappointed about it. I tried so hard. I tried to make fetch happen, and it just wouldn't. Um, Yeah. Uh, M34D makes its first appearance, and uh, we, we have our little kind of miscellaneous potpourri segment there at the end. And I actually forgot how... Most of our episodes early on, segment three, we did a lot of shout outs to our uh, social media community, people we'd interacted with, people who had shared our show and things like that. Uh, We used to do that a lot. We don't do it so much now, but maybe as we get into the new year, I know M34D is coming back, coming back strong in 2021. Maybe we get back to um, opening up segment three to be a little more interactive and reach out to our friends. So without further ado, and while I grab a tissue... Let's get in to episode number three of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. 
I want to say welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking with us through these first three. I hope you've enjoyed them so far. Today, we are actually kicking off the show in earnest. For our first actual show, we're going to start the month of May by talking about the events calendar in Walt Disney World. We're also going to talk about the refurbishment schedule. Easy for me to say. Skeletons. Yeah, refurbishment skeletons that are running Mm -hmm. around. That's that's actually how they actually fix the rides up. They actually release a bunch of skeletons in the park. Park. I mean, I'd go to the park just for that. Well, they do it after hours. You never uh, get to see the skeletons. Too bad. These are the skeletons that people donate, like their bodies to science. Oh, yeah. I'm in. And then it's free labor. Yeah. It's really, it's really good. Yeah. But Disney's a magical place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> refurbishment skeletons. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> well, I wonder how they do all those things overnight. And it's got to be that they have an army of skeletons. I mean. Yeah, it has to be. They have. Just we're. From Princess and the Frog, they have a voodoo the dude. Voodoo. Yeah. So. Dr. Vasilier, is that his name? What about the mama witch, the lady? Mama Odie? Mama Odie. She's she's all about doing some good magic. But she's the good magic, yeah. yeah. I guess this would kind of be good magic. It would because it's making people's lives yeah. better. We need some skeletons to do some refurbishment around here to come to think of it. Can they clean How do we my make backyard? Refurbishment skeletons, y'all. Come on. And if only. <laughs> why? Why? It's just because you I messed tripped up over. a word and then we ran with it for a little bit. We riffed. Oh, yeah, hi. Lord. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for explaining what. <laughs> but why did we think that would take off? I, I just thought it was really funny and I tried to bring it back a few times. Nobody ever cared. No. I still think it's funny. I made a t shirt for it. That's right, you did. It's in the Tea Public store, along with Godfather of Chicken Nugget. Of course, we've got refurbishment skeletons. I think it's been purchased on a notebook. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, somebody got the refurbishment skeletons. If that was you, <laughs> will you let us know? <laughs> yeah, we would love to see the refurbished skele- skeletons out in uh, the world in action. Definitely, yeah. definitely. All right. We're going to now move on to episode number four of the podcast. And we were really rolling at this point. Like we were, we were in it, you know, firing on all cylinders as far as our segments, our, uh, our humor, refurbishment skeletons. Um, <laughs> Hilarious. All of it. But yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about like uh, what was going on in the summer of 2018 or, or coming up in the summer of 2018 in this episode. But there's some good ones. So, why don't we roll that beautiful bean footage? Oh, Lord. (laughs) Are you guys pretty excited about the gondola system they're installing? Uh, Yes. By the way, uh, that better happen to me, and I better get a flower and serenaded to, hun. I better get serenaded to You are thinking of wrong gondolas. I don't Those are the guys with the sticks that are... That's that's in Venice. You're right. But I am talking about the airway system. Yeah. But I still want to be serenaded. Wait, what? what is it? It's okay. So they're like gonna suspended have, cars. Yeah, strings. Not strings, well, but cables. Ca- whatever. Oh. It's going to be in the sky. And it's oh, that's be so cool. cool. And it's going to connect like the, an Ober Gatlinburg. Yeah, but the cars are going to only hold eight people. But there's like a different a different one leaves every twenty seconds, and it connects the Pop Century, um, Art of Animation, and I think Coronado Springs to the Hollywood Studios in Epcot. Our I still want to get awesome. serenaded too. <laughs> so you want someone on there singing to you? Yes. yes. And I want everyone, all the other six people, 
going? What in the world is going on over there? I'll sing to you when we ride the gondolas. Because we may very well, the next time we go, stay at Art, Art of Animation again. Hey, Art of wait, Animation look. was really cool. We take up half of the gondola. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. mean, we kind of... We, if we have four friends, which I know is a stretch, yeah, but we could happen. just take up a gondola. That's true. We, or just tell them we really need our privacy. Yeah. It, you know, if it was like middle of the day, it probably wouldn't be very full. You could probably get your own gondola. But yeah. I'm thinking, and they've already started talking about this, like end of the day after illuminations at Epcot, when people are leaving there and people leaving Hollywood Studios, it's going to be quite a backup for people hopping on those and trying to get back to the... Um, the hotels that they connect to. That's when you don't get so upset about the buses. <laughs> yeah. The buses, bu- buses will still be an option. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We could totally stay at the Animal Kingdom Resort. And I can that just eat was awesome. legs of lamb the whole <laughs> time. I can have them delivered to my room. At that, at that <laughs> little place, you could like see giraffes. Mm-hmm. While, while we were eating at Sanaa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that was at the place that you can stay, but we were right. downstairs. We went down to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I think we should tell everyone. We went to eat at Sanaa at, what's the name of that lodge, though? Or that hotel? It's at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, but I'm, uh, is that in the Kadani Village? That's the place I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. It's, I know it's you a are. hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so we gosh. went to eat dinner there one night. And we all picked out some stuff. We got like a hummus tray or something. Or the bread service. The oh. bread service. That was really good. And McKenna found the most expensive thing on the menu. And it was a $40 leg of lamb. Ra- it was a rack of lamb. Rack of lamb? Yeah. And she ate the entire she thing. She did. I'm a monster in disguise <laughs> as a young lady. <laughs> she did. She tore that thing up. Yeah. You and I good. could have probably shared an entree. It definitely. There's a lot Garrett of Garrett needed... Like a snack. Yeah. I needed a four-course meal. <laughs> McKenna would have had the full meal, and we could have all three shared <laughs> we could have probably. McKenna's meal. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to run. Whoever whoever gets married to me, heads up, you're not going to have any money. I'm spending it all on food. So there just you go. putting that out there. Good luck to you. <laughs> wow. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> How do I know what a gondola is other than those boats that people are putting It's true. Like driving mm-hmm. around the waterways of Italy. If you hadn't if you hadn't read the article, and of course you didn't because I'm the only one who ever does that. Um <laughs> You might have assumed a gondola just meant a boat, and you did, and that was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, technically, you weren't wrong. Well, right. I mean, you were, but but you did nail what a gondola was. Yeah, yeah it still well, is, I guess. But no one has uh, <laughs> sung to us while we've ridden the gondola yet. No, not yet. That's, and that's I a shame. Ha- haven't been given a flower on one. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I thought our extreme confusion over Animal Kingdom Lodge in that episode was funny because it's just like nowadays we'd be like, what are you talking about? It's Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's Sanaa. <laughs> we, we, like, I think it's a restaurant and a yeah, hotel. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but we were noobs. Yeah. We love that place. We've been there so many times now. Um, but yeah. And by the way. This week, going to stay at the Animal Kingdom Lodge for the oh, first time ever. That's going to be fun. Ooh, very cool. Yeah, yeah, with a Savannah view. So, I don't know. I, I just think it's interesting how full circle we've come from our humble beginnings of 
a Disney podcast. God, and I thought a gondola was a boat. <laughs> this is going to be a trend. This is maybe the first Sam confusion we'll, we'll hear. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Looking forward to <laughs> many, many more. I, and join us for a journey in history of all of my stupidity. No. <laughs> I, oh, my gosh. Mm. We could refurb the Epcot ball. The orb. And the orb, oh <laughs> yeah, that the orb at Epcot, and um, put my stories of stupidity all the way through, and it would culminate. The best scene ever, the climax would be the haunted mansion. <laughs> that was that was fantastic. I'm not going to talk about it that much because that'll come up in a future episode of the best ofs. <laughs> but uh, you guys, oh my, just wait till what you hear. It's on that not one. even fair. It's not even fair to put someone on the spot and make them talk about something they don't even know about. It really isn't. It's a, this has all been a, an elaborate prank that I've put together just, just to make you seem dumb. I believe it. It's not true. All right. Let's move on. Episode five is up next, and we got uh, a couple of clips pulled from episode five. Let me just check my notes here. Yeah, we got a couple. In this episode... We talk about some global theme park attendance rankings, uh, the appearance of the Magic Kingdom alcohol, because it was was like, you know, hotly debated when they started serving alcohol in the Magic Kingdom. And we talked about Space 220 for the first time. Oh, (laughs) still Still waiting on that one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, M34D was all about the Tiki Room. And I think one of the clips is from there. And then... uh, the end of the show, which I don't think I pulled a, a clip from, we were talking about whether Mickey and Minnie were officially married or not. Mm. And there was a royal wedding. Go back and listen for all the details to episode five, segment three, if you want to hear all about Mickey and Minnie's royal wedding. But Mickey did make an honest woman of, of Minnie at one point. God, <laughs> it happened. Freaking time. Yeah. Wait, long time ago. It was actually like, I don't know, I think in the 60s or something. But anyway, it happened. So... Without further ado, episode five of the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. All right, I'm going to go ahead and jump to the last thing here, and I'm going to put this firmly in the category of rumor because I could not verify it across multiple websites at this point, but it's a follow-up to the Space Theme restaurant that we were discussing last week. And this was some news from, it was like WDW News Today, WDWNT.com. And they claim to have some new details around the Epcot Space Restaurant. And there's just a couple things that I wanted to hit on here because if they're true, I want to give a standing ovation for, for this. Right. And by the way, this so far, not inspired by any particular IP. This is a totally new thing for Epcot. That's but, awesome. Yeah. And do they have tang marinated no, we don't, pork? We do, this isn't about the food. <laughs> we don't kidding. know yet. Um, so... For those of you who remember old Epcot and going to the Living Seas, after you watched the video that explained, like, the formation of the Earth, and you got to see, like, the cooling lava, and then the deluge, and all the rains and everything, and then life being formed, all that kind of stuff, you got to go to Sea Base Alpha, but to get to Sea Base Alpha, you had to step in hydrolators. I did that in air quotes, you couldn't see. You, <laughs> you stepped into these little closets... That made you believe that you were going down into the ground underwater. A it would closet? Sh- they were. I'm saying closets because they they had they were like elevators. They had doors on the front and back. 
Okay. You stepped in, and it was like you were in an elevator. But By it's, yourself? No, 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 with a group of people. Okay. I was starting to say, Disney's bringing out some fear. So you step in there with a group of people. It, it shakes you around. You know, the lights might flicker a little bit. There's windows on the side where you could see water going up the walls, so it looks like you're going underwater. And as a kid, I'll be I'll admit this, and I'm not the only one. I know you all are out there. I truly believed we were going underwater. That's cool. I, I thought it was real. It almost shattered my whole like perception of reality when I found out that the hydrolators didn't actually move. <laughs> so you step out and then you're in Sea Base Alpha and then you get to walk around and look at the um, the fishies. Well, come to find out that apparently uh, in the space theme restaurant, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to enter through a venue on the far right side of Mission Space, which is where the paper fast pass distribution used to be. And then you're going to be in a departure lobby where you check in. Then you board one of two transportation chambers that take you into space. That's cool. So this is exactly what I wanted. Because here's the thing. I want to believe that I'm actually going in space to eat in, eat in this restaurant. And so anything you can do to like help me suspend that disbelief and, and get that experience, I'm pretty excited about. If this is true, this is like some of the best news I've heard out of Disney in a long time. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. I mean, it'll be really neat, too, because there was a picture and it showed um, where there were people dining. And you can look out in, at these windows and there's like a uh, yeah. Space astronaut Surrounded by astronaut space Astronauts on spacewalks yeah, That's cool It'd be cool if there were like airlocks too Well I, these will essentially kind of be like airlocks I would guess So that's pretty neat And then once you once you actually get off the uh, transportation chamber You're going to walk through a, uh, a space cellar It's just a long hallway They said that they assume it's going to be full of wine That the restaurant will offer Sweet. And then out into a two-level dining area that's tiered like the Coral Reef restaurant. But in this case, of course, you're looking out into space. And apparently the restaurant is expected to have 400 seats, but the bar is only going to be 12 seats. So I guess they're not so worried about people drinking there. Um, I don't know. I Again, I'm really excited about I'm a big space nerd. If I haven't said this on this podcast yet, just so you all know, I am a two-time space camp alum. Oh, my gosh. I was one of those little kids who, when I grew up, I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to go to space. I wanted to walk on the moon. I wanted to go to the space station. Um, eventually, that changed to wanting to work at a McDonald's. <laughs> and then I became an accountant. So you I do don't the think math. you ever wanted to do accounting. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a McDonald's working astronaut. And, <laughs> and that somehow well, works out to be an accountant. One of my friends wanted to be a ninja space baseball player and basketball player, so... Ah! That's a pretty good aspiration. Yeah, well, McKenna, when she was little, said she wanted to be a clown, and now she is afraid of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, It may surprise some people to know that the Enchanted Tiki Room originally was supposed to, A potentially have real birds but b it was supposed to be like a little tea shop so coffee and tea and uh, finger foods that doesn't sound I like a tea did room. have real birds in it i know they convince you that they're real they seem real don't they yeah 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 no they're i'm so i'm glad Should they didn't go with the tea thing because i think that wouldn't make any sense but i think it'd be cool if you could rent it out for a luau with like a, like a group, like if you had work people 
um, who could afford to rent out a place like that in Disney, then you could do it for your company and have a big luau and all those birds dancing and singing and stuff. That'd yeah. be kind of fun. Think they should have real birds in there too, because then uh, if mommy's idea was real, you could like hang out with the birds and. You could have, like, a person in there that will help you, like, hold the birds and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So there's one problem with real birds, and this is what came up in the discussion uh, with Walt Disney when John Hinch... Hold on. Let Garrett Hold on. guess. Hold on. Let what me just set it up. It? Let me set it up, okay. and, then, and then I'll let Garrett I guess. Think- so Disney... Okay. Le- this was an idea brought to Walt by Disney legend John Hinch, and he was asked to consider what it might look like. So he brought his concept art and his ideas to a meeting with Walt and Raleigh Crump, he showed renderings of real-life birds in cages above the restaurant diners. What do you think the issue could be there? I have two, and <laughs> I'm going to say the one that I thought before and the one that I think now. Okay. The one that I thought would, before was that the birds would like attack the animatronics and pull them apart because birds do that in mating season. If they see anything that looks like a bird, they will attack it, even mirrors. Okay. But I think what... The problem is, is bird poop. Exactly. <laughs> can you can you imagine sitting while you had like your little tea and sandwich, and this bird was pooping on your hair or your food? I would cry. <laughs> well, especially considering what you pay for food at Disney, and then just have a bird poop on it. Yeah. Here's your $18 sandwich <laughs> with a dollop of poo. It's got some mayonnaise on it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Gross. That's so. gross. <laughs> Bird poop. Garrett called me mommy in that. <laughs> he did. He never calls me mommy anymore. I'm always just mom. Yep. That's Those days are gone. Yeah. Don't get to be mommy anymore. Oh, I miss that. Yeah. That was your big takeaway from this episode? Yes. Yeah. I really enjoyed Garrett's friend who wanted to grow up to be a ninja space basketball player. (laughs) (laughs) That's aspirational. Aim high, kids. Seriously. Like, you want to talk about aim for the stars? That is literally, like, the probably the highest achievement anyone could achieve. Yeah. Well, McKenna, she really did. She put down on, um, in her preschool, they had them do like a book of my favorites and what I want to be kind of thing. Um, her favorite food was lobster and she'd only had it like once ever (laughs) (laughs) and she wanted to be a clown. So, well, you know what? She grew up to become a clown. So good job. (laughs) (laughs) She won't ever hear that. She doesn't listen to this podcast. It's so funny because Garrett, Garrett is nothing if not consistent. You know, he's a he's a bird lover. And here we are making jokes about Tiki Room, and he gives us an education about how birds act during mating season. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? It sounded good. I mean, I have I have no reason to doubt the information he gave us. I believe it. I, I think he knows what too. he's talking about. Yeah. He used to read a bunch of books about birds, so he's a bird lover. Mm-hmm. The good old days, the mommy and daddy days. Yeah, that doesn't happen. I know. <laughs> I miss that. It's true. Now they call us Diane and Steve, and I don't even know who those people are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to move on to episode six. In this one, we've got a June preview. We talk about some Disney news. M34D is the Jungle Cruise. And then we do a little micro trip planning at the end. I've got, uh, let's see. It looks like a couple clips pulled from this one. And I, at this point, have forgotten what they are. 
So, <laughs> surprise. So I can't wait to hear them. I'm sure they're heck, good. I trust myself. Heck of a tease there, dude. But I know Landon's coming back for the M34D, so yeah, I'm sure he'll be missing, featured in this one. We're missing him on our uh, on our journey through the episodes right now. Yeah, he's he's coming back. Don't worry. He he's going to be strongly featured as we go ahead here. You you will see. I can remember several of the upcoming <laughs> episodes. I've got some good Landon content, but we're going to get into it now. So here is your episode six of the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Starting Memorial Day weekend, you're actually going to get to meet Edna Mode as part of the incredible summer celebration. I think that's pretty cool. I think it's it's neat when they bring in kind of new characters you haven't got to meet before, especially when they're part of like special events like this. So it is going to be kind of a, a special thing. I'm jealous, speaking of characters you get to meet for special um, events and things, I wish that you could meet Groot. Yeah. Oh, uh, and they do. I know they've done it at Disneyland um, a couple of times. I don't know that he's ever appeared at Disney World, but I'd like, cool. to, I'd like to meet Groot. I would like to meet Rocket, the yes. raccoon, because raccoons are superior they animals. just dress up a raccoon. <laughs> Call him a rabbit. Garrett's yes. all about just dressing up real animals and just <laughs> hoping for the best, that it's going <laughs> to work out. Well, your Rocket character would be digging through all the trash cans in the park. <laughs> we can and paint a bear people. yellow and say that it's Pooh Bear. And just release <laughs> him into the park. It's put actually a, a polar bear. Put a speaker on its back and make it say honey all the time. <laughs> oh, release it. <laughs> no, release it's just a, tiger into a the text park. to speech voice. Please give honey. Yeah, I don't think this is a great idea. No. The tiger and the bear will be friends, so we should release them both at the same time into the park. They into would have like an epic animal battle. You know what they should have done? They should have made a boat with Baloo, and you ride on his belly as you go through. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, Jungle Book? Okay. Well, I thought it was a great idea. That's not a bad idea. Why not? Right. You, could sing, you, could you can ride on a bear. Like mm-hmm. a real bear. <laughs> Your Mogwai? Is that... <laughs> What's a mogwai? Oh, that's from Gremlins. <laughs> What's a mogwai? Mowgli. 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 Mowgli? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you can be a mogwai. No, it's you not. You can't get mogwai wet. That's the problem. Okay, never mind. <laughs> they multiply. You would be Mowgli yeah. on Baloo's belly. Mowgli. I don't know that your guys, you guys have a future in Imagineering if you keep coming up with ways to release dangerous animals into the parks. Uh, but Birds are not dangerous. You can put dangerous. them on a leash. It's fine. Like yeah, like a dog out. leash, it'll, it'll work. Sure. You yeah. want to be one of the handlers of the live bears or tigers that you're walking No, no, with? no. The guests get to handle the animals. Oh, no. That'd be even worse. Well. Anyways. Get him, Pooh Bear. Uh, glad to be back on the Monday morning monorail. Um, morning being the operative word here. That's actually why I haven't been on the last couple. This thing is early, y'all. I don't know if you know this <laughs> or not. And, and and me and mornings don't don't generally get along. Yeah, well, but maybe that might change. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we glad we to be to, back regardless. Yeah, very good. Yeah, we we, we need to get on a different uh, recording strategy instead of recording just hours before we go live to the feed. Right? It's just. It's it's not yeah. a great strategy getting up at five a.m. I guess, but uh, no, no, not not unless you're like a morning drive time show. We haven't we haven't figured out how this whole podcast thing works. Maybe we'll crack it at nope. some point. <laughs> We're hoping this uh, this uh, how do you pronounce it? Podcast. <laughs> Travelers 
Uh, we're really hoping this 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 thing takes off, guys. Yeah, that's right. Um, speaking of fun facts that we learned, I don't want to steal this one from you either, but this is something that we both learned while we were doing the research for this. So, you know, as you're riding the Jungle Cruise, you might look over and think, I hope I don't fall in because this water looks pretty nasty. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. well it's probably some of that uh, really dirty water we hear that had uh, that brain-eating bacteria that's one of those fun Disney urban legends. By the way, completely false, but, but still a fun urban legend. <laughs> exactly. Well, Landon, is, you know, is that water just naturally nasty or what's going on with that water? No, it is not naturally nasty. Uh, Disney can control the clarity of water. And not only is that cool in and of itself, that Disney controls the clarity of its water. They have their own Disney word. It's called turbidity. y'all. <laughs> That's right. And, and So, okay, first of all, once again, turbidity, uh, that is your word of the day, hashtag turbidity. Uh, You can figure out how to spell it. Uh, Actually, I I encourage you, uh, unique spellings, go for it. Uh, But it's interesting that, uh, like you said, originally you just thought, ooh, gross, this is just dirty water because this ride's been going since the 50s, and I'm sure they've cleaned it out once or twice, but as many times uh, as as, uh, those boats run through it and it's exposed all the time, you would think just grossness gets into it. But no, Disney uh, controls the clarity of the water and i think it's cool they've changed the the i, I don't want to call it the color maybe the hue of the water over the years originally it was dyed brown but then uh, some of the chlorine was changed to a green hue and now it's a more bluish green in recent years yeah. so i mean it's like once again that is disney going above and beyond not only controlling the clarity of their water naming them controlling the clarity of their water mm. that's it that's Disney, y'all. Yeah, and it's really not the first time that they invented something and named it. So it's yeah, it's, that is that is also true. But a, hashtag turbidity, a very Disney thing to do. But you know, you guys really like the food at Cosmic Rays. I think the food is fine. I think the show was. I just think it's. A, I think it's a cool restaurant. I do it's like. It's cool, uh, I like, but I I don't know. I mean, the food. If I'm going and this is like where I get to go and the only place. I guess you go. I don't think I would oh, want that. To we happen. know what you would pick. You're gonna go I'm, get that lobster roll. I'm oh. serious. It's not even funny <laughs> that I still haven't had a lobster roll from Disney World. Yeah. Come on. Mm. I wanted that thing and Instead, I didn't get we one. Ate at what the the um the, the Pecos, Mexican restaurant. No, Pecos Peco, Bill. Pecos Bill. And it wasn't even Mogwai's restaurant. <laughs> Mogwai's restaurant. <laughs> Whatever. Leave me alone. <laughs> There's a whole story to the lobster roll that we are definitely going to have to tell in the future. Well, I think the lesson is if there's one thing that you really want to do, and this is this is probably appropriate for this topic. If there's one thing that you have on your checklist that you really have to do in your short Disney trip, don't wait for the parade to pass by to get there. No. The nighttime parade. Of course, right now they don't have. I think they're they don't have a nighttime parade at the Magic Kingdom, so you wouldn't run into this. Mm. They haven't brought one back yet. Yeah, didn't make it only time to get one and we didn't make it and it was just one turn yeah, the around col- the corner so that so the lobster roll story is we were trying to get to the columbia harbor house and as we started to head over there the nighttime parade the main street electrical electrical parade started moving through and we we got cut off or what we thought it wasn't was really cut a off cut off from from the columbia we harbor house we stopped <laughs> And and, uh, by the time the parade cleared out and they opened up traffic again, we get over there and it was closed. And that's the only thing I asked for while we were there. 
and you didn't get it. I didn't get it. I was so sad. I don't even know if the lobster roll is still on the menu at the Columbia Harbor House. All right, I'm done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you guys ruined everything. <laughs> yeah. We may really have ruined that for you. Ah, uh, it's just, it's awful. All right, so just a quick Google, and they do still have the lobster roll, so it's not out of the question. Yet. Okay, okay. We have to go get that soon. Wow, I sure did uh, not make that lobster roll story your fault like it was <laughs> at the very beginning. Well, don't was, worry. You have ever since, and I've relived uh-huh, it many, yeah. many times. I was a lot nicer in the beginning. Not so much now. Well, the revisionist history is definitely coming, like Jay said. Yeah. That was the origin of the famous or infamous lobster roll. It yeah. was, and it comes up. I think, I think I actually have the lobster roll, the full story coming up soon. Yeah, it was totally Justin's fault, and he <laughs> abandoned me. Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I don't want to hear it. Let's talk about the I Mogwai didn't, I didn't for a minute. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Mogwai. <laughs> I knew it started with an M. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's they're both from movies, so you were practically in the same ballpark. I mean, same genre. Yeah. You know? I just think... Kids growing up with animals. Obviously... Garrett McKenna have futures as Imagineers. Disney, are you listening? Did you hear these great ideas? Releasing wild animals into the parks. Hey, just at least <laughs> they're going to paint it poo bear pa- color. Paint it, paint it poo bear. <laughs> yep. Put them on a leash. They'll be fine. That's all you need. <laughs> Let the guest handle it. Yeah. Episode six was the first mention of Allison. Oh. At WDW Mini Bar. I have a couple besties, and Allison's one of them. Yeah, that you hadn't started demanding that she be your best friend yet. That's coming up later, but we do we do mention her in that episode. She didn't even. I never even talked to her. Yeah. I just decided she wanted to be my friend. And then also, it was our first mention of Tony, the Disney dad. Oh yeah. And he has since ended his podcast because he now works for Disney. But yeah, that he, makes sense. He and his boys, uh, Stitch and Sparrow, used to do a podcast called it Disney Discussions. It was cute. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. It's, I think it's still up there if you can, but at Disney Discussions. He's still on Twitter. Um, and I forgot to mention, episode four was the first mention of Adam from The Mouse and More. Oh, hi, Adam. We're wow, still waiting on Adam. a lot of first this episode. And it was our first, like going back to episode four, was our first shout out uh, to Janillo. Because that's my other bestie. Yeah, and I didn't know... <laughs> If you listen to that episode, you'll hear me go, I don't know if it's Janillo or Janillo. <laughs> I didn't know if maybe it was the Spanish pronunciation. <laughs> I didn't know much about the Dillos at that point, but yeah. there's a lot more coming. All right. Moving on to episode seven. I know this is a landing clip because it's only an M340 clip from episode seven. So let's get into it. It's time to hear from Landon. What am I talking about? I am talking about the Swiss Family Treehouse in Adventureland. That's yeah, right. treehouses. So, opening with the park on October 1st, 1971, it's almost hard to believe that an attraction like this exists at a theme park today, understanding all of the accessibility concerns that we have nowadays at parks. I think that, you know, there's... I a- didn't even put that together yeah wow oh yeah. boy i think if it's actually shocked me that when i learned that this particular attraction exists at disneyland paris and tokyo disneyland because both of those would have been built in a more modern era in fact i think it said that the tokyo disneyland um edition was built in like the early 90s so 
where I, while I understand other countries probably don't have the same like Americans with Disabilities Act, um, but but even so, Disney is the kind of place where they try to make it very inclusive and everybody can experience everything. But the Swiss Family Treehouse does not fall into that category because if you're going to experience it, you've got to be able to walk because you are going to be walking 116 steps. Yeah, and again, like I never even made that correlation. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's it's... It is. It's almost like a unicorn. You don't see something like this nowadays. Yeah, I, I was, I was going to say, it's like it, it almost feels like a relic out of time, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to go that far. But I mean, it kind of is. I mean, like, do I have to go get my overly litigious podcasting character from the previous episode here? You might who need was, to. Was, okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> well, well, and, and it's interesting because how how is it that Disney has avoided, and maybe it's just because it's existed for so long, but how have they avoided any kind of like a lawsuit where someone said, you know, this is exclusion? and and I can't experience this so you've got to do something I don't know it's it's kind of bizarre but I mean um, yeah that is nuts it's like I mean I, I I like maybe they've been brought up on this before maybe it was grandfathered in I'd like that's I what don't I'm know wondering. but like yeah. but like wow I again never made that connection but I, like that might be something I'll look into and see if there's been any legal action about uh, about this uh, particular attraction or we could just be pointed it out to people and, and now <laughs> and we're going to get Disney sued right. dang it we're Mickey's going to come and kill us we're going to oh, be the crap. ones we're going to be the ones to blame for the downfall of the Swiss family treehouse <laughs> uh, oh I'll bury you in your backyards <laughs> well it's been fun doing this podcast guys <laughs> um I have an answer to your question of how Disney could have possibly avoided getting in trouble for this. Mm-hmm. Last I checked, they're a really big corporation who has a lot of money and a lot of lawyers. Oh, yeah, that might do it. That, I mean, that might do it. I'm, I'm glad you finally picked up that task because it's been, you know, over 100 episodes and that never once has come up on my to-do list. <laughs> I was going to ask. I said I was going to do. I was going to ask for a follow-up, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, some great Landon impressions in that episode. Landon does a lot of voices. Yeah, apparently I did a, I did a litigious lawyer character in the previous episode. <laughs> yeah, another clip that I didn't pull for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you go back and listen to all the M34Ds, you're going to hear all sorts of Landon voices. Um, he, do, he, likes to, he likes to do a voice, and he's good at it. So, <laughs> so go check it out. But, yeah, that was, that was interesting. And I'm surprised that, you know, in the past, some of our podcasts or tweets or whatever it may be have led to Disney closing things. Swiss Family Treehouse has endured. Close it. <laughs> Close it. Yeah, apparently our reach isn't that strong just yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to episode eight. This one is going to start a little different because for some reason the kids decided they were going to do the intro of the show for me. Um, so the first thing you're going to hear is the kids attempting to do the intro and it doesn't go well. <laughs> um, we've tried it since then, by the way, and they haven't gotten better at it. So well, I'll just go ahead and throw them under the bus. Just, there, <laughs> just an update. Um, but we talk about some in this episode, we talk about some new hotel developments, lost and found upgrades, fairy tale weddings and country bears. That's the Disney deep dive episode eight. Here we go. Uh, three M's. Yeah. Oh my God. Welcome to the monorail. <laughs> okay. Uh, puertos, por favor. There's a lot of amazing things to see in the park, 
you can't squeeze it all in one day and understanding that you've got to budget your time, you know, if you can't do it, that's okay. It's not, it's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. I mean, and you have people like me who, um, don't pay attention to things unless there are loud noises and colors. (laughs) So, uh, you know, walking through the treehouse was a little boring. But I, I get it, and I respect the fact that people enjoy it, and I also don't want to see it come down, but I do want them to make it more a part of the park, and I think adding the people, the characters, to like kind of interact with the visitors, that would be a good way to I do that. I just think it'd be cool. Yeah. It'd be a nice little interactive, bring the treehouse alive a little bit, give you another yeah. reason to go, so. Yeah, give out cupcakes there or something. <laughs> Then everyone would go. <laughs> oh, yeah, if they were giving out mermaid cupcakes or treehouse cupcakes. Treehouse cupcakes. We're in. <laughs> Garrett. Coconut cupcakes. What did you think about the treehouse when we went through it? What, I mean, did you think it was really cool? Were you excited to do it? Well, this kind of might shock you, but I don't remember it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, we did. And it took me a minute to remember it as well, Garrett, because it's not very engaging. There's a there's a lot of cool stuff in the treehouse. I remember it because I like I like doing stuff like that, like walking through something and just looking at stuff. I feel like it's nice to have whenever it's like go 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 all the time. It's nice to just do something that's quiet. You just look around. And you just take it in. At your own. I pace. might not mm-hmm. remember it because I didn't know that there was a movie. Uh, before you need to today, see Family Robinson. Really, really. You, sh- you need what to see that done? movie. Yeah, bad parenting. Yeah, it's a classic, Garrett. We'll watch it. Okay, so guys, last week you remember when we were talking about that uh, bakery that shut down in Epcot, um, and yeah. we were wondering what the big deal was. Yeah. So Allison helped us out with that. She said, and this is at WDW Mini Bar again. She said that the thing people love at that place is. The Norwegian school bread. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no, what is that? Is that? It sounds good. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested in this. That's something we didn't get when we were there the last time. Is it like confetti bread where you put sprinkles on a piece of toast and eat it? No, that wouldn't be Disney. All right, so here's some details around the school bread. So, again, this is only found in the Norway Pavilion at the at the Kringla Bakery Og Cafe. We went in currently there, closed. Yeah, it's a sweet bread roll injected with vanilla pudding or custard, then covered with sweet icing and toasted coconut. Oh, they had they me had you until, until coconut. coconut. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would still be willing yeah, to I would, try. I would eat through the coconut. And it says. The description aside, this is one of those Disney World snacks that actually isn't too sweet, which is probably why people really love it. That sounds really good, actually. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of coconut, but I would definitely give that a go. Yeah, it does sound good except the coconut. Regarding texture and taste, that the bread here is a cross between a cinnamon roll and a dinner roll. It's not super moist. It's more springy. And the sweet vanilla custard is extremely smooth and abundant. So there you go. That's what we're... That's what we're missing out on. Mm, we're making everybody hungry really here at the table. I think we're going to have to go have some mm. dessert. Oh my here gosh, can we go get Cinnabons? <laughs> <laughs> can we go get school bread? Where can we find yeah. that? Get, get Brewster's? No. Wrong. That has nothing to do with it, but still. That wrong. does sound good. I'm, I'm sorry that we missed out on that. Wished we would have known. We went into that bakery, though. I'm we did sure. go in there. And we didn't get anything. We didn't. Is get that anything. the one that had Starbucks inside of it? No. 
Oh. No, no, no. This was in the Norway Pavilion. There was this little bakery we went into. Yeah, because I was sad about oh, Nord yeah. from being closed. Because I, I, that really disappointed me whenever we found out that it, the ride was closed. And oh, the Maelstrom? Yeah. Did you say, Ma- Nord- I said Did you Nordstrom. Nordstrom? What's wrong with me? That's a clothing shopping. shop. Oh, my gosh. You got shopping on your wow. brain. Yeah, I do. I always have shopping on my Ladies brain. Ladies be shopping. Saying. <laughs> Everyone be shopping because we're in 2000, the 21st century. Well, Dad. so thank you, Allison, for that. But then she also, uh, she was listening to us talking about what we might be doing on our last day. Um, and we, we mentioned that we're, before we leave and head back home to Knoxville, we would probably go over to the boardwalk. And we mentioned we couldn't get a, a reservation over at Beaches and Cream. And she said, I recommend Ample Hills. Ample Hills makes all the ice cream fresh. And you can get an ice cream flight and try a lot of different flavors. Ice cream flight. And I said, ice cream flight, sweet sassy molassy. <laughs> How did I not know those existed in this yeah, world? Yeah, for real. So. What, an ice cream flight sounds amazing. At WDW Minibar, you are my favorite friend now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. She has the best recommendations. I, I think we should talk more. <laughs> Thank you for your uh, recommendations, because I am really disappointed about not getting the ice cream at Beaches and Cream. That's but right. this sounds like a really great alternative. Rip Ample Heels. Yeah. It's gone. That's where my love started for her, though. Mm-hmm. She started st- sharing treat stuff with me. I was like, who is this girl? She knows me. <laughs> and then I found out she can drink and eat and hold her own with me. And I was like, all right, besties. But can you hold your own with her? Most of the time. <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> yeah. Um, Allison was hooking us up with some great recommendations. Yeah. Back early on in our show and our complete confusion over the cafe or the bakery in Nor- in Norway was interesting. Yeah. Um, didn't know what it was. We thought there was a Starbucks in there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know anything. McKenna wanted to ride Nordstrom and yeah. missed out. Mm-hmm. Missed out on that. <laughs> McKenna be shopping, y'all. <laughs> Still, she actually, while we're listening to that, walked in the room and said she's about to leave to go shopping. So yeah. hilarious that <laughs> while I was saying, ladies be shopping, <laughs> McKenna came in to announce she's going shopping. That was good. Still miss Maelstrom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I never read it. And Nordstrom. And Nordstrom, because those are closing Nordstrom. too. <laughs> Yep. Hey, there's not a Nordstrom in my area, just a Nordstrom rack, and yep. that's not okay. I know, I know. All right, we're going to move on to episode nine. Now, this one, I just have one clip from, and it was hilarious because it tied together Disney and heavy metal music in a way that I never could have imagined, but of course, Landon was the one to do it for us, so <laughs> let's check I it out. I'm a resident metal kid, so. <laughs> episode nine, here we go. Welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail. This is Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes. Joining me today is our good friend at L-A-N-D-O-Z on Twitter. It is Landon the Dawes Doan. Welcome in, Landon. Yeehaw! Well, let me tell you something, partner. I'm over here coming out of Tombstone, Arizona, shooting me some targets. She-dog! Well, you know, that seems appropriate because today on M34D, we're going to be talking about an attraction that takes you right back to Tombstone, Arizona. And that, my friends, is the Frontierland Shooting Arcade. 
pew pew. Let's high polluting living. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Thirty five shots for one. D- <laughs> Okay, obviously I was confused. I missed this was- the metal <laughs> reference. Me too, Sam. Me too. This was, as this a was- fellow metalhead, I would have noticed. <laughs> this was a Landon voice, not a Landon metal reference that's coming later. Teaser for the future. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's fresh in my memory because he had some clips ready. Anyway, you'll hear it when we get there. But uh, yeah, this was another Landon character yeah. that showed up on the show. <laughs> so yeah, I think guys- it's the only time Prospector Landon's come down from them thar hills <laughs> <laughs> i like it landon wait so were you you guys were talking about the shooting area yeah the shooting arcade yeah. i would hope so yeah uh, it just wasn't clear to me well that's what it, it was, how how would it not be clear it'd be weird it? if i broke that out for like space mountain or something that'd be amazing <laughs> actually or you could have done it for splash or the oh shoot i already forgot big thunder it. yep yeah, we, yeah, that would that would have made more sense. I don't think I've made it to that one yet. Surely the prospector shows up for Big Thunder. I would hope so. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't think his name is Shirley. Oh, uh-huh. you're right. <laughs> but classic Landon voices showing up in episode nine. Always good, always good. Our last clip of the day is episode ten, and this one's exciting because it's the first appearance of our friend cousin Kevin. Oh, this is when we weren't sure if he was going to murder us. Yeah. So just to set up the context <laughs> a little bit here, uh, Kevin started communicating with us on social media after he realized that we were literally like right down the road from him. And um, Kevin also does a Disney podcast. He's on a podcast called The Mouse Knows Best. And we were in Dollywood one day and just started posting some pictures, I think, on the monorail account, obviously. And he's like, do you guys live near me? So then he was like, all right, well, I'm going to come to your house and record an episode. And we were like, oh, okay. I I remember <laughs> we had a very long discussion because I was like, Justin, are you sure this is a good idea? We don't know him. He was like, I mean, there's four of us in one of him. <laughs> <laughs> we got the numbers advantage. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it'll be middle of the day. It'll be fine. (laughs) It was was really weird, though, having someone say, wait, what part of Knoxville are you in? And we're like, the Cedar Bluff area. And he's like, me too. We're like, oh, this is not good. (laughs) 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 This is very real. (laughs) But it was the start of a beautiful friendship because Cousin Kevin is awesome. Yeah, he's totally harmless. He's like the sweetest guy ever. (laughs) Yeah, so... Grateful we got to know him and grateful he made his first appearance on this episode. And now I'm grateful to be sharing it with you. So let's get into it. Episode 10. Here we go. Let's take a minute to introduce our very special guest. Um, our little co-pilots are missing. Yeah. So we had to substitute in a big one. But <laughs> wait, that didn't come out right. That didn't come out right. I'll try to. Maybe we should just let's take it again. Ladies, no. <laughs> um, but no, joining us is a member of the Disney podcast family. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a co-host of the Mouse Knows Best podcast. You can catch him on all of the major podcast outlets. Yep. So welcome to the show, Kevin. Hey there. That's nice to be here, hey, Kevin. This is exciting. Yeah. Welcome in. Yeah, I'm glad we got to do this. This is cool. We're glad to have you here. So we actually connected over Twitter several weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was just through the, like I said, the podcast community. Yep. Um, we became aware of each other's shows. We started messaging, and there was a day that we were at Dollywood, 
and yeah. we posted a couple pictures from Dollywood, and then Kevin responds and says, I had no idea that you guys were just down the road from me. So at that moment, we started kind of hatching a plan. We were like, okay, it makes too much sense to do yeah. some sort of a crossover episode. Yeah. So we, we started the wheels in motion at that point, and then I also found out that you were headed to Disney. Yep. And so I decided that, you know, what better way to kick off the crossovers with our first ever trip report. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a small world. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's kind of the, the genesis of where all this came from. So now now we've got Kevin. He's back from his trip with Disney and he, mm-hmm. with your girlfriend, right? Yes. Yes. And we went uh, I re- for a week. You were there for a week. I remember listening to The Mouse Knows Best and, and you had mentioned that this trip was going to be all about drinking. Yes, so <laughs> it was yes. scheduled to be all about drinking. Yeah. Okay, that was the plan. Yes, um, I at least want to hear about some of them. Oh well, yeah. There's there's plenty of stories to tell. Uh, <laughs> it was funny because it was supposed to be about drinking, and then it wasn't uh, for circumstances that we could not control. Okay. Oh, but I'm, I'll leave it mysterious. Okay. Mysterious. All right. We won't. We well, won't. Well, as a lady, my mind goes to one place. <laughs> Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Not that place. (laughs) Okay. We're good there. (laughs) So, okay, we'll we'll leave that part mysterious. But but we did want to bring you on because, as you know, we'll be taking a trip to Disney at the end of July. Yes. And so as we plan our trip, we hope to take some of your learnings, some of your experiences, and apply them to our trip. So. So that was Hollywood Studios. So what was the next park you went to? Um, the next park was Animal Kingdom, but that was the day that Sydney had food poisoning. Oh, my gosh. It's a cursed park, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Literally. We've had some serious issues trying to get to Animal Kingdom. <laughs> well, it's my favorite park. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, I love Animal Kingdom. And I had said to Sydney the night before, I was like, you know, because we had plans to rope drop Avatar or Flight of mm-hmm. Passage. And I was like, well, we can just rope drop it and we'll just, you know, go go do everything else. We have yeah. fast passes for the other big rides. And then she got food poisoning and I was like, we don't have to rope drop it. Yeah. It's whatever. And she still tried to like tough her way oh, through. Oh, she was being and, a trooper. And then she made it. We made. We didn't make it to the, we didn't make the Flight of Passage rope drop like. Because if you're not there like an hour and a half before the park opens, you're going to wait like two hours for yeah. that ride. It's kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah, it's horrible. <sighs> um, but it's great for Disney, but it's horrible for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decided to go to our Everest Fast Pass, and we did that. And then she rode Everest. She rode Everest. Yeah. Wow, good for her. She, she's, she was a trooper. <laughs> yeah, she, was great. she really was. Kevin, bringing us the Disney news. I think at that point we had not done Flight of Passage or maybe anything. Yeah, in and I'm Land. glad that his girlfriend at the time wasn't pregnant because I like his wife a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We should say if Kevin listens back, um, I don't know. I should maybe I should have gotten approval <laughs> to, to use the Sydney references. Yeah. But uh, by the way, his wife has a strong name. Her name is Samantha. It's true. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's how you know she's a good one. She's a good one. Yeah, it was awesome. Kevin came on. He gave us his trip report. Coming up in a later episode, Kevin comes back after we take our trip to Disney and interviews us. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't kill us. He didn't kill us. <laughs> Not yet. No. Not yet. But no, that was a lot of fun. And uh, he told us about, I can't remember the name of the place now, but um, one of the things that helped his girlfriend bounce back, they went to this 
uh, it was like a vitamin lounge kind of place where they oh, gave yeah. her they gave her IV fluids and like she like felt a hundred percent better after just spending a couple hours there. We have one uh, close by actually. Oh, yeah. So if we ever get sick, we need to remember. Apparently, that place is pretty good. Hmm. And I, I, I would that. plug it, but I don't remember the name of it. And also, they're not paying us. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, no free plugs. Come on, <laughs> except Unless for Match dot com. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and our friends. So. <laughs> and not tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> no, we never be sponsored by tomatoes. <laughs> McKenna speaks too much ill will towards tomatoes on this podcast. Yeah, no kidding. So was that the last one for today? That's the last one. Yeah, man. I'm not, I'm kind of not looking forward to hearing all the stupid things I've said over the years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's fun. I mean, you know, we're, it's. I'm not really upset. I know. It, we're not making fun of you either. It's just, this is funny stuff. Everybody says stupid stuff. Oh, no. I, <laughs> I understand everybody does. I just seem to come up with some really good ones. <laughs> the joy of being the editor of this podcast means when I say stupid stuff, I can cut it out. Oh, that's Amen to that. Yeah, you can make yourself sound smart. <laughs> that's not to be fair, Jay, that's the only way you or I will ever sound smart. Yes. If we're edited to sound it's smart. It's true. Whatever. <laughs> it's very true. This has been fun. It's fun listening back, taking a little trip back in time. Remembering the days when we had a lot less Disney experience and we, at this point, we didn't have another Disney trip planned. I think, I think we were just starting to plan one, which is why when we were talking to Kevin, we were like, we're going to help, you're going to help us to plan our next trip. Mm -hmm. But we definitely didn't have any idea we would be moving mm -hmm. down here at that point. No, that wasn't even something that we thought about at all. Yeah. We've got a lot more great clips coming up. Great Clips is not a sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> episode, I've got, I already have um, listened through episode 11 through 20. And I was thinking, you know, if maybe coming up in the next couple of months, if there's, you know, a week where we can't necessarily have a fresh new show, we could do something like this again. Sure. But at this speed, going 10 at a time. We'll probably never catch up to where. No, <laughs> probably not. No, and, and unless we just take a hiatus or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did think too. Maybe as we got further into it, there'd be less origin story kind of stuff, and maybe the clips wouldn't be as long. It would just be like funnier, quick hits, maybe. Yeah, yeah. These that's are possible. Long clips. Mm -hmm. Some of them are yeah, kind of move long. out of uh, phase one of the Monday morning monorail podcast. And we're now like in phase four. So we get like Thor Ragnarok and Endgame and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it just starts to become just fun and silly and we don't even tell you any news anymore. Well, and to be honest, I kind of like it better that we don't have Landon separated out anymore. And he's more part of the show, like all the way through. And it, I'd like, I understand the segment part, you know, it was his like spotlight moment. But it's nice having him on all of the stuff. Now. We'll have to see if that continues because, you know, that would be it. We were talking about bringing M34D back in the new year. If that's something that he and I are doing and then he also has to do the regular show, that's a bigger commitment for Landon. So that's we'll, true. Yeah. But I but I don't get to see him as much if you guys just do. That's a good separate. point that Sam makes. And plus, it's always my pleasure to make every segment of the Monday Morning Monorail, the fun V. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Instead of the humdrum V that is segment one and three without me. Hey, no, wait. It's not humdrum. <laughs> he has always said that. Is this the first time you're no, hearing I've that? I've heard it okay. before. <laughs> and it drives Jay up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason you're supposed to say it. No. 
I just wanted to take a moment and say Happy New Year to all of you because by the time we talk to you next time, it will be 2021. And I really appreciate the fact that you listen to this show, that you're part of what I call the Monorail family. Because if you listen, whether you follow us on Twitter, whether you're part of the Facebook family group, whether you're, you know, watch the Parks and Monorail's Most Magical Hour on Tuesday night. The fact that you're participating in any of those things means you're part of the Monorail family. And I am so grateful for you because, I mean, we always say we do this show because we have fun with it. But if absolutely no one was interacting with us or listening, I mean, I guess we could just do it around the table and we wouldn't necessarily have to record it. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, but I, I do take a lot of um, satisfaction out of the fact that people are enjoying the show. It means a lot when you reach out. And you interact with us, you send us emails, you rate and review us on iTunes, that's huge. All the kind words really do mean a lot. And knowing that we are part of your day, whether it be Monday morning or, or any other time of the week, it means a lot to us. And we hope that we are, you know, bringing you guys some entertaining, entertaining content and, you know, helping to brighten your day and maybe feel you, make you feel a little closer to Disney when you can't be here all the time. I don't care if you listen or not. <laughs> Great. But thanks for doing it. I'll go somewhere in the middle. We already have your download, but it, but it is appreciated when uh, when you do interact because it makes <laughs> it fun. Anything in particular that you're looking forward to in 2021 or any any thoughts on some things we might do with the show or what do you think? I feel like I shouldn't say it can't get any worse because... Because it absolutely can. Yeah. Uh, but I'm looking forward to a vaccine. Well, I really meant more like Disney related oh, or right. podcast related, but sure, <laughs> me too. Uh, I, hopefully, one day I'll get to go to Victoria and Albert's, <laughs> the chef's table. Um, if that ever opens up again and Justin actually takes me, <laughs> we'll see. I'm looking forward to the vaccine, and that ties into my whole Disney thing, so I can actually come back down to Disney. Like, because once the world stops burning, like, 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 I've already told Jay and Sam and the family, it's like, like, y'all are going to be sick of me because I'm going to stay for like six weeks. Nah, <laughs> it'll never happen. Yeah, we are. No, we'll not say get that. sick of you at all. No, I'm saying you'll never stay with us for six weeks. We'll kick you out. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's not true. Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> not true. Well, you can hang out in the hot tub. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm all about that hot tub life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sam's what do you not. Mean, She's not about the hot I tub get, life. I, I can do it for about 10 minutes, and then I'm done. Then I'm jumping into the pool so I can get really, really cold and then jump back into yeah. the hot tub. I never want to get out. I could stay in there all night. I love it. it makes me nauseous. But uh, anyways, I'm looking forward to, you know, kind of getting back to the three-segment version of this show, getting back into the rhythm of it. Finding new listeners, interacting with more friends, mm -hmm. maybe when, like Landon said, when the vaccine happens, maybe getting to meet more of our friends in the parks. Yep. And uh, a lot of happy days ahead. That's what I'm looking forward to. Mm -hmm. Me too. So who knows? Who knows what 2021 will bring? I'd like but, for character meet and greets to come back eventually too. Yeah. Um, fireworks. And Fireworks. All right, well, we'll wrap it up for today. But before we do that, we got to plug some things, maybe give you some things to listen to if you got some downtime this week. Landon, tell us where we can find all that delicious Landon content. Don't plug the other guy's YouTube because he doesn't need any clicks. 
Yeah, that, that down with him. Totally stealing my gimmick. My lawyer will be in contact. L A N D is a please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also run a website, buttmunchchips.com, buttmunchchips. Sit on, sit on, sit on your Ooh, I like that. Uh, that's where you can find really outdated old podcasts such as Nearfall Radio or Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. But speaking on Nearfall Radio and the sweet science of professional wrestling, Sid, my sad news in the world of the sweet science, uh, AEW performer Brody Lee, formerly known as WWE performer Luke Harper, apparently passed away overnight. So I have a feeling myself and Will Rab will... Uh, have an episode this week talking and highlighting uh, his life and career and also looking back on the year that was 2020. But uh, if you are the praying type, please keep uh, Brody Lee's family in your thoughts and prayers and uh, just keep each other in your thoughts and prayers because, I mean, 2020 has been one uh, hell of a year to say the very least. And uh, there are a lot of us that didn't get to make it to the end. So if, if you did make it to the end, good job and keep on hanging on. We're rounding a corner, everybody. Just continue to stay safe and be smart. Absolutely. Yes. As for us, you can find us on the Twitter. We're at Morning Monorail on Twitter. You can join the Monday Morning Monorail family group on Facebook. You can email us, mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. Visit our website, mondaymorningmonorailpodcast.com. We're all over the place. Make sure you are watching Tuesday nights for the Parks and Monorail's Most Magical Hour Live with Jen and Frank from Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz on the Improviser's Guide Network. No, you're not good at it. I'm trying. I'm practicing. Um, and also, Garrett, Skelligummy everywhere if you want to check out his YouTube. He's on Twitter, at Skelligummy. And don't forget, Landon shows up on Phil Show, News Talk 98.7, 6 to 10 a.m. every Monday through Friday. Streaming worldwide at Newstalk987.com. Yeah, um, though Phil's off this week, and I'm going to be taking off the majority of this week, too. Quite frankly, I wish I was smart enough to see into the future and take off Monday and Tuesday as well, because I really don't want to deal with the icy roads. But here we are. But uh, yeah, check that out. We'll be back to full strength on uh, January 4th, 2021. Are you hosting this week at all? No, I'm producing uh, Phil lined up his own uh, fill-in, for the lack of a better term. So I'm just... a uh, on the ones and twos, as they say in the... So who do we complain to about that? Because I, I would much rather hear Landon host the show. <laughs> that would be bob.yarborough at cumulus.com. No. All right, everybody, send him your emails. <laughs> let him know we wanted Landon hosting this week. Let let him know. Yeah. Give Landon his own show. We want the Landon show. And yes. a pay raise. And a pay and raise. A tank. And a tank. Yeah. <laughs> and a private jet that takes him to Disney every weekend. Yes. I like all those things. <laughs> right, your congressman or yeah. my boss or, or both or neither. I don't care. <laughs> all right. Well, once again, thank you all so much for listening. We love all of you. Have a safe new year. We'll talk to you in 2021. See you next year. Bye. Bye-bye. Or, or, or next week, too. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all real soon. <laughs> <laughs>